I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. It is Saturday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joined today by Ray Fittipaldo, our Steelers insider, for our first Steelers mock draft tracker video of the offseason. Ray, the Steelers only lost on Monday, but here we are talking mock drafts already. We like to do this early in the offseason because it kind of sets the tone for, for where things go from here. Obviously, a ton of moving pieces still, free agency, trades, all of that, um, you know, we're, we're really just kind of feeling out the Steelers' needs at this point. There's often not a ton of mock drafts between here and the end of the Super Bowl, so sometimes we might skip a video, but this is, you know, where we're going to start uh, our, our Steelers coverage on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel, uh, the, the, the draft coverage, and, and kind of see where things go. So, Ray, are, are you excited to be already into draft season? Yeah, I guess in, uh, what, nine days from now, I'll be flying to Mobile, Alabama for – the first step of the draft process, uh, Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan and Andy White will be joining me in Mobile for uh, the Senior Bowl. So that'll be the first one. My first mock draft will actually uh, be published uh, the week after that, a few days after that. So, yeah, we're ramping up and uh, zero season just ended, but uh, certainly a fun time of the offseason, too. Yeah, can't wait for your mock drafts, Ray, because they're they're kind of a gold standard. But what we like to do is gather what people from all around the internet nationally are saying and, and kind of localize it a little bit. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Before we do, just want to thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast, Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Ray, let's let's get right into it. Um, it was Christian D'Andrea of For the Win, that's a USA Today product, who mocked Michael Penix Jr. to the Steelers at, I believe, number 20, number 23. I, I forget exactly where the number was, but as their first round pick, Michael Penix Jr., the Washington quarterback, took the Huskies to the national championship game. Um popular with a lot of people, Ray. And of course, the Steelers have quarterback as a need on, on their board um, somewhere going into this offseason. Um, I'll, I'll start with this. Do you think first round is where we might see the Steelers go after a quarterback? Um, or, or does that kind of make more sense in, in subsequent rounds? 100% no. Uh, they just used a first round pick on Kenny Pickett at number 22 years ago. And I think it's their desire to see what he looks like um, with a different offensive coordinator and a different quarterbacks coach and a different offense. So um, 
you know, you're you're right, Adam. Uh, depending on what happens with Mason Rudolph in free agency, um, you know, there could be a need for two quarterbacks on this roster because I think we all know that they're going to move on from Mitch Trubisky. So um, I, I I don't know what the quarterbacks room is going to look like come May, but I am certain that they will not be taking one in the first round. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of been my read, and and I think Michael Penix is interesting though in that regard, right? In that I think he's going to have volatile draft stock. Um, one thing Christian pointed out in in his mock selection was um, there's a lot of red flags with him, injury history. He played with a lot of really good receivers at Washington um, that that made him you know look good. Romo Dunze's number one on that list. Um, uh, do you look at him as someone if he's there in the second or third round, if he doesn't tear up these scouting circuits, Ray, that, that you, you might bring in as a second or third quarterback who um, the pressure's not on him to play, right? He, he's, yeah. he's, he's kind of drafted in the same range that Mason Rudolph was, kind of drafted to, to maybe be a backup. But if Kenny Pickett struggles, maybe he gets a chance, if not this coming season, then the year after. Um, is he a name that still intrigues you regardless of, of the first round that I think you and I agreed doesn't make a lot, whole lot of sense for him and the Steelers? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I got a chance to watch him in the national championship game and I was not impressed. And I will admit, um, you know, because they played in the PAC 12 and their, their games weren't always, um, you know, at uh, prime viewing hours, I didn't get to see a lot of him this year. I know they were a very good team. It's a very good roster out there. Um, that Washington had, but in my one time when I sat down and watched him, I, I wasn't all that impressed. Um, so, you know, second or third round, I still probably wouldn't pull the trigger, but I, I guess in the end, Adam, it would depend on how the Steelers felt about him. If you look at, <coughs> excuse me, Andy Weidel's draft history, you know, they got Jalen Hurts at number 50 um, and Jalen Hurts turned into a great quarterback. So if they have a strong, evaluation on a guy and they feel like he's a guy that they can work with, um, then yeah, it's a possibility. But um, just from what I saw in him in the title game, um, you know, even at round two, I wouldn't pull the trigger round three, maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that, but uh, I don't think the first two rounds. Are there any other names, Ray, that are on your your radar that if they were there for the Steelers, they, that your your ears might perk up? Um, is Bo Nix on that list out of Oregon? Anyone else that that you've seen this this season of college football that that registers for you? No, because the good ones are going to be gone well before the Steelers pick. I mean, Bo Nix. It's another thing with Penix. I mean, he's he's older. You know, Nix is probably what twenty, see twenty four, twenty five. Um, I think he's probably in that range. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like Kenny Pickett coming out, you know. I just don't know about the upside when some of these guys stick around for college for five or six years, you know. Um, so, no, I other than the Drake Mays and the Caleb Williams and the Jaden Daniels, um, I'm not really interested in any of these other guys, <laughs> excuse me, in subsequent, uh, subsequent rounds. Yeah, that's entirely fair, but I think, uh, Ray, everyone wants to talk about the quarterbacks. We've been talking about them for, you know, weeks here. How do, how do other guys possibly fit into that? I don't think that narrative is going to go away, whether you or I uh, agree with it. Um, let's get into some other positions, Ray. Um, Luke Easterling from Sports Illustrated mocked Amarius Mims from Georgia to the Steelers. I think he's 6'7", 340. He is huge, obviously went to the same college as Broderick Jones. Um, do you see the Steelers going back to the, the offensive tackle well two years in a row um, you know, with I, I think he's an intriguing prospect, but but the Steelers, I believe, someone said it's been thirty years since they drafted a tackle that high. 
Would they do it in back-to-back -back years? Do you see that? Um, well, here's the thing. I wrote about this today. There's a story published um, online on Friday. And I know people are viewing this on Saturday, but it'll still be online. They got to figure out what they're doing with Broderick Jones first and foremost. Um, if they keep Broderick Jones on the right side, then Dan Moore will go into the final year of his contract. Um, you'll still need a left tackle or another tackle for the future. Um, but, you know, the, the need wouldn't be there if Broderick stays on the right side. Now, if you want to switch Broderick Jones to his natural left side position, then you would create a need there because Dan Moore, we've been told, cannot play on the right side. So in that scenario, um, yeah, you know, they, they could certainly draft one. You know, the first round, um, I, I don't know if they would pull the trigger on that two years in a row. They have so many other needs, Adam. Cornerback is a big need with Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson likely not back. Defensive line is a huge need for them. I think that's probably their number one need right now with uh, uh, Cam Hayward and his injury situation, Larry Ogunjobi's age. Um, you know, I, I think they could use the resources on the other side of the line now, but I would not discount offensive tackle in the first round totally. I'm just leaning maybe second or third round for that. Yeah, does that just have to be kind of a – it's a home run pick, best available player type of situation there where you, you have enough of a need that you could make it work, but it's not something you're going into the draft saying we need to get a guy where, where maybe you did last year with Broderick Jones? Yeah, absolutely. And you have to take – this is a very good tackle class, so there is the possibility that you could get a good right tackle in the second round if you wanted to go in that direction. And what also plays into this, it's not a particularly deep draft for defensive tackles or defensive ends. There are a few good ones that you see mocked um, in some of these early uh, mock drafts, and it's still very early. I think a lot of this stuff is going to change. But, you know, I, I see maybe three defensive tackles overall mocked in the top 32 picks. So um, whereas you could see maybe six offensive tackles, um, you know, in, in some of these mocks. So. My point is you might have to go get your guy at defensive tackle in round one if that's really the direction you want to go because the, the pool of prospects is not as deep. You know, you probably can't get a starting caliber player in the second or third round. Or if you do, maybe that guy has to develop and, you know, turn into a starter down the road. So if you want to get that year one starter type of a D lineman, you might have to pull the trigger in round one. Ray, how do you rank the needs along the offensive line? I know a lot of people are looking at center and, and what they had with Mason Cole this season, but that's also not a position that teams love to invest a ton of draft capital in unless unless you're talking about a Marquise Pouncey, which, you know, in today's day, day and age, it's rare to find centers that, that really measure up to, to that standard. Um, you know, so if you're going into the draft, we don't know what they're going to do in free agency, but just today, how would you say this is what they need most, this is what they need least? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I would say um, center, probably number one need, um, followed closely by offensive tackle. Again, depending on what they do with Broderick Jones. That's, that's a big piece of you know how their offseason is going to unfold, <laughs> excuse me. And I think guard, you know, after that, you know, they still have James Daniels under contract for one more year, say Amalu for two more years. So that's not an immediate need right now. Just because Mason Cole didn't have a good year, he's going into the last year of his contract, they could actually save $5 million on their salary cap if they release Mason Cole. And what you have to think about if you're the Steelers, he's – counting $6.7 million against the cap if he's on the roster next year. Is a $6.7 million cap hit, does that correlate with his with his overall play? I mean, that's a decision they have to make there. But, um, you know, I, I would lean towards probably drafting a, a center. Um, you know, obviously not first rounds. Uh, first round, they don't usually go round one. Maybe second, you pull the trigger there. Um, and even if you move on from – uh, from Mason Cole, and you don't get one in the first couple of rounds. I think they believe Nate Herbie could fill that role um, in a pinch if he had to. But I think one way or the other, I think they're going to think hard about moving on from Mason Cole and getting someone new in there next season. Before we move on to corners, Ray, I wanted to ask you about you know how much hinges on Broderick Jones. Do you think they're going to make a decision first and then choose personnel based on the decision they make about what they want to do with him? Or do you think they might go into the offseason and say, let's see what we get, and then we'll make a decision about what we're going to do with Broderick? Yeah, I mean, I think probably the latter because, listen, if you get like a a, a guy who's a can't-miss prospect at number 20 who, you know, like Broderick was a top-20 talent and you think you could plug him in there at left tackle, you know, let those guys battle it out. You know, you have bookend tackles for the next decade, and that would solve um, a lot of your offensive line problems, you know. Um, I also wrote about this, you know, Broderick was very good in the run game and he struggled in pass pro. He had, he gave up four sacks, I think 29 pressures. Um, Dan Moore gave up eight sacks, I think 55 pressures. So that's still, still something that they have to iron out there, certainly for the long term. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you, if the best player on your board at number 20 is a tackle, I think you take him, and then you just figure out. Um, what to do from there with, you know, with Broderick and, and, and the new guy. Uh, Ray, Cooper DeJean of Iowa was Dane Brugler's pick in the athletic. He's a very popular mock drafter. Um, he's very versatile. Cooper DeJean can play inside, can play outside. Given what the Steelers have at, at that position now, I know, I know you mentioned you don't think Patrick Peterson and, and Levi Wallace are coming back, but if you get a guy who can play inside, outside, does that maybe allow you to keep a Patrick Peterson on the roster and, and move him around a little more in terms of versatility? Well, he's a $9.7 million cap hit. And uh, when they played him at safety, he wasn't good at tackling in space. And he's too old to play outside corner anymore. So I don't really see any scenario where he's a valuable piece for your secondary coming back at that number. Now, if he wants to come back and play for the veteran minimum, 
you know, something like that. Yeah, maybe you bring him back. He's like your fourth corner, maybe a hybrid safety, something like that. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think he could still play. He would still be valuable if he was on a very low salary, but they're not going to keep him for a $9.7 million cap hit. Um, but, you know, to your point about Dejan, a versatile cornerback, I mean, that, that would improve any secondary. You know, the Steelers had that with Cam Sutton. You know, Cam Sutton's not a first-round uh, corner pedigree type of a guy, but they had a guy that could play inside, outside, and even safety when they had him on the roster. And that just gives you flexibility um, throughout your secondary and how you want to sort of play that, uh, you know, use your chess, chess pieces, so to speak, to, to borrow a line from Mike Tallman. So, yeah, that's very uh, versatile. I'm sure that's why he's he's in the first round mocks, you know, top of the first round mocks. That versatility comes in very handy for – uh, head coaches and defensive coordinators. Ray, how do you evaluate, you know, what they should do in terms of free agency with, with the cornerback position? Because it almost feels like you have to have some kind of – if it's not Patrick Peterson, it doesn't it feel like it has to be someone else? And, and what are you looking for in that guy, you know, heading into, you know, the options you'd be looking at in the draft? Yeah, I mean, let's presume they move on from Peterson and Levi Wallace, too, was making $4 million. Um, You know, he got – he lost his job midseason – He's aging. I don't think you want to bring him back. You know, I think the move for the Steelers is go out and get yourself a guy coming off his first contract. You know, you probably have to pay a lot more for that type of a guy. Um, but I, I think that's the move to make. Uh, you know, getting these aging veterans like you did with Patrick Peterson, um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, it worked out well for a little bit of the season, but, you know, eventually those guys are going to peter out, and I think we saw that late in the season with Peterson. So I would go, I would probably try to make a little bit of a splash move, spend a lot of resources in free agency on a corner. And then obviously that lessens your need in the draft in the first round for a corner. And it's a deep pool of corners. This is another very good class, uh, rookie class of corners coming out. So you can potentially get that guy in round two, like they did with Porter. Um, they could do it in the middle of the second round. Maybe you wait until the third round to get that guy. But I think they need – I agree with you. I think they need to address that in free agency and also in the draft, assuming they move on from Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. If they made that move, Ray, let's say get they get the splashy corner, is it then set up kind of a similar situation with the tackles where, you know, if if you love Dijon at, at number 20 or wherever you're picking, then, then go get him, but you don't have to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the way – the NFL is played now. You need three really good corners. And if if Dejan is a guy that can play inside, and you go make a splash move, and you get somebody pair with Joey Joey Porter is your two outside guys, then you just stick Dejan there, and then you have flexibility throughout. Dejan can bump inside, he can bump outside. So yeah, I, I definitely think that would be the move. Um, you know, the free agency thing. Um, you know, corners have been very expensive in, in free agency, and it's got to be the right move for your system. Who was the guy? Was it J.C. Jackson from the Patriots who signed that huge deal um, with the Chargers, and then the Chargers had to cut him? So you can make a splash move, but you better make sure that cornerback fits within your system. And, I, you know, I think obviously Omar Khan and Andy Weidel and Mike Tomlin are smart enough to know how to do that. But my point is Brandon Staley and the Chargers spent big on – on uh, on Jackson, and it, it didn't work out for them. So it's got to be the right fit for your defense too. 
Right, I want to get into linebackers here in a second. Before we do, just want to thank another sponsor, which is Pitt Johnstown. <laughs> it's a pit quality education with up close and personal learning. It's a top ranked Northeast public college by U.S. News and World Report. Generous scholarships and financial aid are available, located on 655 picturesque acres. Easy access to the city center, shopping and dining, and a vibrant campus life with an active D2 athlete community. Check out Pitt Johnstown. Um, was a little surprised to see Chris Trapasso Ray of CBS mock Jeremiah Trotter Jr. to the Steelers in the first round. I think they CBS had him as their 37th ranked prospect, so not a, a really a, a certified first round pick. Does obviously have the um, the, the NFL pedigree through his dad, who was a, a great player for a lot of years um, with the Eagles. I don't know if he played for anyone else, but he was a great player. Um, is, is that a position after how this season has unfolded, Ray, that you look at and say that that they need to spend first round capital there? Considering you were able to find a Cole Holcomb, you were able to find Juan Alexander, you were able to find a Landon Roberts, and you were able to put together a unit that was pretty decent until the injury started to take their toll and you end up with Miles Jack, Michael Walker. We know how things ended, but but they started from a pretty solid place, didn't they, Ray? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They did. Um, and they were getting turnovers and they were playing very well. So, I, you know, I think this, <coughs> the question is, and this, you know, I asked Mike Tallman this question on Thursday. He really didn't answer it. A lot of this is going to depend on the health of Cole Holcomb. Um, Mike, Mike was kind of evasive when I asked if he's going to be back for training camp. All he would say is, yeah, Cole has a target date, but, you know, he'll address that um, later in the spring. So if Cole Holcomb can come back and he could be a starter day one, you have a Landon Roberts, who's another very capable day one starter. I don't think there's the need to go out there and spend first round resources on a linebacker, especially when you look around the NFL was there one inside linebacker who was drafted in the first round last year, Adam? I think um, Detroit picked one, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah they, they might have. But my point is um, those guys are pushed down draft boards. It's such a hard position to evaluate. Um, you know, I think the Steelers, with their moves last year, maybe you just kind of pick off the best inside linebackers off of other teams and address that in free agency. And they might have to do that again. <laughs> again, You know, if, if Holcomb isn't going to be ready, maybe they have to – go out and sign another guy uh, like the Alexander thing. I mean, Adam, they can make that move in August, right? I mean, just like they did this year and he can come back and, and be fine. So um, the issue with him is his injury history. Can you count on him for a full season? He was fine when he was healthy, but um, you look back at all of his seasons, he, he's missed multiple games in almost every season. So um, to me, inside linebacker might be a need, but I don't view it. As, I, I wouldn't even say, it's a top three need for this football team right now, but I will acknowledge a lot of that does depend on the timetable for Holcomb as well. Yeah. And, and I think part of it for me too, Ray, is what you mentioned is how is the, how is the NFL evolving? And it just does not seem that the teams want to spend there, right? Um, whether it's money, whether it's, whether it's draft capital. Um, yeah. Do you think the days of, of the Steelers kind of looking at who's that next great middle, you know, middle linebacker for this three, four defense 
do you think those days are maybe over that that you're yeah. that that you're looking at the top of the unless he's like clearly the best player on the board right. that, that you're not going to go into any more <laughs> drafts looking for a Ryan Shazier or a Devin Bush to to kind of you know continue that history at, at middle linebacker. Yeah, um, I mean not just the Steelers. I think every team. You know, to your point, um, there was a guy by the name of Drew Sanders out of Arkansas last year mocked in the first round pretty consistently in the lead up to the draft. And then I don't think he went until late second or third round. Um, you know, his, his stock just, just fell. I don't, I don't know if it was because of, you know, he had a poor draft process or teams just aren't using their resources on inside linebackers. And there was another one. Uh, it was, it was his name Henley from Washington state. Dayon Henley um, guy who was mocked second or third round. He ended up going, I think in the third round. So I think you have a good point. I think teams are just trying to piece it together and just trying to find good fits. But the way the NFL is today, you're playing with a lot of hybrid safeties who are in on sub packages. You know, those guys match up with tight ends. Um, so, um, you know, you need inside linebackers for your base defense. But I think a lot of guys around the league, are, you know, they're kind of getting it done with versatile defensive backs um, and not so much inside linebackers when it comes to pass coverage. Yeah, and I think it's questionable. You know, the CBS loves to do this with their mock drafts. Put the 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 way they rank the player, you know, compared to the pick. And and if this is the thirty seventh ranked player, I, it's definitely not a position you reach for. Um, you know, I, I feel it's it's one thing if he's a, a certified generational type of player. It's another when you're saying this guy's probably a second rounder that the Steelers would be reaching for. Um, right. I, I think that's a difficult pick for them to make at this stage. Um, Ray, the, the other thing that stood out to me in the first batch of um, you know, mock drafts we've we've tracked this week is that there was a conspicuous lack of defensive linemen. You mentioned that as a huge need. Do you think a lot of national observers look at Keanu Benton, who got some headlines as as you know a very solid rookie for the Steelers, and, and the fact that Cam Hayward is theoretically still on the team and, and and still a good player? Do you think maybe nationally people look at that and say the Steelers are set there, and and they don't see it as a big of a need as, as maybe we do locally? Yeah, I mean, if they do, I mean, they're probably not doing the research. Um, and it's not just Hayward. I mean, Ogan Joby, they're paying him like, I don't know, $12 million a year, and he's just not producing like that type of a player. I mean, he's got to be on the roster because they have no other options. But to me, they're just they're spending good resources at that position, and they're not getting the requisite production that, that they need. So that's why I think it's a huge need. Um, and I wouldn't discount free agency if the Steelers are addressing that. Identify the top young guy, 25, 26 years old, coming off their first contract, and maybe you make a splash move there. Um, maybe you don't do it at corner, um, but they have to improve that room. I mean, the days of like piecing together your line with Montrevious Adams and Armand Watts and, um, you know, Ogun, the Ogan Jobies of the world, I mean, that's just, that's not good enough. So that to me, that's the number one need. You, you can convince me that maybe they could take a corner or a tackle in the first round. But to me, if there's a guy available first round of that draft, Adam, I think they got to pull pull the trigger on him as long as he's, you know, matches up with their 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 big board. What's your read, early read on the depth of this this clock, Ray? And, and is because we talked about, you know, there, there's some depth at, at tackle, for example. Maybe you look at that as a set. Is this is this just a, a draft that you're going to need to go after that first because there's yeah. not as much depth there? I mean, it's very early. The season just ended. I'm not really deep into – um, you know, my draft preparation yet, but it just seems like it's it's not a deep position. And, um, you know, like if you wait and you try to get him in the second or third round, 
it's probably going to be a developmental guy. Maybe that's Adam. Maybe that's okay if if Cam Hayward come back, comes back. But there's several dominoes that have to fall there. Does Cam Hayward want to come back on a reduced salary, and is he able to come back and play at the level he was he he was um, playing at before he was injured? Those are two big, two very big ifs as we get into the uh, into the off season here. So I, I guess my point is you addressed it in the second round with Benton last year. To me, your job's not done. You still have to go out and address it again, and we all know how Omar and Andy Weidel want, want to build this football team. They want to build it through the trenches. And if somebody like me knows the defensive line is very, I don't want to say very weak, but it's its one of your weaker positions on the team, you know Andy and Omar are going to attack that in either free agency or the draft. I, I think it's an obvious, obvious need for them. Yeah, I agree, Ray. Uh, well, that's, that's all I got this week for you, Ray. I, I think it was the nice initial discussion here. We'll see when we come back. Um, you know, it might be more so after the Super Bowl. But, but for now, we just wanted to get, you know, kind of initial video, video out there, talk about some needs. And I think this was a, a good start, Ray. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely, Adam. And uh, let's do it again. Yes, we will be back next week. Christopher Carter will be back on Monday with the North Shore Drive podcast. Not sure if Ray will be back for that conversation as well, but uh, stay tuned for that. I'll be back on Thursday with Paul Zeiss for our weekly Zeiss is Right video. Um, no more Steelers postgame shows. I usually tease that in the spot, Ray, but uh, they're done. So uh, this if you see me on, on the weekend, it's going to be in these types of situations. If you enjoyed this video, please like and help us out in the YouTube algorithm. Please subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the videos I talked about, and we will talk to you again real soon. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.